You don't have my consent. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. Hey, hey, hey. And I'm Brett. I'm, I'm Paul, I think. <laughs> and this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the chastising chaser. So, gentlemen, how are we all? Uh, Paul, why don't we start with you um, for the, like, nobody in our audience that uh, that doesn't know who you are. Just, um, do you fancy just giving yourself a, a little kind of introduction, let people know who you are, what you do, um, and sure. what you've been up to? Yeah, I'm I'm Paul Jackman. I think it's a little optimistic to say that everybody knows what I'm doing and who I am. We've got like three listeners, it's fine. Okay, maybe not so optimistic then. <laughs> Glass half full. <laughs> uh, Jackman Works, that's my name everywhere. YouTube, Instagram is uh, the most uh, active, mostly YouTube. And I make videos out of a lot of times reclaiming stuff, primarily pallet wood. Uh, most recently, I made some pallet wood skateboard decks, which were like street style skateboard decks, made some pallet wood veneers, super thin, bent and laminate them together and uh, had a, a pro skater ride them and everything and nice. made a video out of that. Yeah. But that, that's kind of me in a nutshell, at least that, that one project right there. <laughs> it was like, that was like a month's worth of time to make about 10 skateboard decks. <laughs> and that's one of the things I love about your, uh, all of the stuff that you make though, is the fact that you, you spend so, so long, um, like, uh, milling down and and treating the uh, the pallet wood that it kind of feels like if you just started with like an off the shelf uh, version of whatever you're using at the time it would have been so much quicker but yeah the results you get from using the the pallet wood I mean like that the the skateboards looked fucking incredible and I just don't think there's a way you could do that with just ordinary plywood or anything yeah I could have bought the veneers and been done in a week yeah. <laughs> Which That's looking back kind of sounds nice, but yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't have been as special. Yeah, exactly. Well, people people might have bought them then because I could sell them for less than five hundred bucks. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> but they were- I, I feel yeah. like between the correct me if I'm wrong, but the main two I don't want to say gimmicks in a negative in a negative way, but between the reclaimed pallet wood, I would say that's the, the majority of your projects. But then on top of that, your new the new thing that seems to be going around social media is like Jackman sizing everything. Yeah. <laughs> so between the giant hand planes and the showing off at the events, those are mostly for like Carolina and total boat. Yeah. The, the hand plane was for Rockler and I, I made some stuff for Carolina too. Yeah. The total boat. I made the giant screwdriver. Yeah. It was yeah. a big 15 pound craftsman screwdriver, solid epoxy handle. Yeah. That thing was <laughs> Zach forged the, the shank for it too. Yeah. And forged it out of bar stock. It yeah. just makes me so happy that it's like, let's just make it a massively <laughs> large version of something for no other reason than, and it still works. Yes, like you guys were actually yeah. doing, you know, scrapes with the planer. I, that made I me goes, really happy. I go so far that it's pointless, and then like somehow circle around and it's actually useful again. Yeah, like the <laughs> screwdriver was fully functional, and I scaled that up to fit the utility knife that I made to fit Jimmy's blade. Yeah, yeah. So that that changed out the screw so I could change the blade out. So it actually functions, even though it's like completely worthless. <laughs> I still love the fact that you took, you took it as far to make wooden screws for the knife. Yes. When it showed up, all I did was unscrew that part really slowly just to look at the screw and how you did it. I'm like, yep. why? Why this much time? <laughs> <laughs> and that was probably screw number like 10 or 12 that you guys got. <laughs> I love it. Uh, 
Awesome. Cool. All right. Uh, Brett, what about you? What have you been up to? I posted the Forge restoration video, which was a big uh, weight off my shoulders. Literally. Literally. <laughs> um, that was the most. I told you guys it was the most amount of footage I thought I had ever shot in a build. Yeah. And yeah, when I when I got everything in the timeline, it was seven and a half hours. And I, I looked through some of my uh, longer videos in the past and did kind of just a compare and contrast. And I think the longest video I've done up till now, I had like three hours of footage, maybe four. Yeah. So I don't know what the hell I was thinking in terms of <laughs> filming this project. But yeah, 18 minutes. That's the longest video I've put out in a very long time. But it turns out the majority of people are watching the whole thing because I keep uh, getting comments from people. Of, of things at the very end of the video i'm like holy shit yeah. they actually stuck it out and watched yeah honestly man i uh i was having a bit of a day today um and kind of took a break i was like i'm just gonna watch youtube for a bit saw your video had come out and uh and watched it and it was so enjoyable and i it definitely didn't actually feel like 20 minutes long it was um yeah it was really nice to see well thank you i was really i was at the point where you know, it's 3.30 in the morning. I really want to post the video just to get it mm. out of my brain. But I'd, you know, we, we all run into this problem. It's like you've watched it or you've worked on the project so much that at that point, you're just like, I'm just going to delete everything and just <laughs> not do this anymore. Or, or like, I don't remember what it looks like. I hope it's decent and then throw it up online and hope for the best. Yeah. I kept going back and trying to see if I misspelled any of the little text I put on screen, which is usually my biggest problem. Um. I, I don't know. <laughs> I sh- shot in the dark. I was like, I think it's all spelled correct. My brain doesn't work anymore. But yeah, having uh, finished that feels really good. I'm excited to actually use the damn thing. Um, and one guy, one of the most recent comments that went up was somebody like, oh, I like that you redid the thing. And the first thing you made was another tool for the forge. I was like, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was the point. I don't have a coal rake. May, may need a coal rake. Um <laughs> But now I just want to use it and forge because it's it's the biggest forge we have in terms yeah. of how big of a hotspot you can create. So I'm excited. I have a couple of ideas for uh, some builds. You know, I was going to maybe go back away since the last couple of builds have been blacksmithing builds. I'm like, oh, I'll go work on something else. But I'm just too excited. I think I'm just going <laughs> to continue making shit out of metal. Yeah. Um and then I'm I'm actually editing the photos to get posted on my shop site cuz nice. the the uh forged jewelry is like in its final throes. So I'm excited oh, to to actually put that up cuz that's been hanging on for way too long. So yeah. actually put out some neat little things see if people want some forged jewelry. Nice. That's it. Good stuff, man. Uh Alphonse, what about you? Um yeah, so last week I mentioned I was going to start um, on that kind of retro games console thing, um, yeah. hacking into the Odroid. Uh, that was a bit of fun, been messing around with that, and then I decided to to really kick up uh, HB into the second iteration of it. Um, so all day I've just been like reinstalling distros of Linux and trying different approaches to it. It's been a fucking nightmare. Um, <laughs> so the original... Uh, HB was done on um, the Amazon API, so the same thing as like uh, an Amazon Alexa. Yeah. Um, but that's like 
like evolved and advanced so much since then that like all the Raspberry Pis and stuff are not supported. Um, so I've tried the Google one, uh, which was fine. It was going fine. I'd like I was getting into work and stuff. And then on the 29th of July, they stopped support for the fucking the the Google home so you can't build your own google home so i've got, I've got so far i'm gonna make it work um, but it's just really frustrating because there's just this constant battle with them um, it's kind of what we discussed with like the tech and the the hardware and the software the other day um but the it's moving so quickly that when something that's like open source like linux um, and a lot of the raspberry pi software um because people are able to edit it and able to change it and stuff you're constantly playing catch up um so every, every time that somebody does a tutorial it's out of date so you go on like instructables or something and try and do a build your own amazon alexa at home none of them work yeah. because basically none of none of the infrastructure is there anymore or google like yeah, like google have moved that uh, arco was like two months old and therefore everything's exactly. out of date. so even stuff like even tonight we're recording on a different thing that we normally record <laughs> on because google have changed their <laughs> their fucking their whole business plan so it all has this huge effect so yeah, yeah i've been sort of sat on the floor in the living room with just like circuit boards surrounding me and like just cables all over the place and just trying to basically hack and write code for an entire day yeah. with the curtains closed. So I feel a bit like um, when the guys on South Park are playing uh, oh, World of Warcraft. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that sounds, uh, that sounds awful. And um, <laughs> also, just uh, this afternoon as well, our uh, our very favourite hero of Canton made a, a short appearance. So you might see him popping up on uh, the YouTube's near you for a little a little teaser trailer of some episodes Ooh. to come. I think it's about time we got some more uh, full fly episodes. So exciting! Watch this space. Nice. <sighs> <laughs> That's my breath. So that makes me happy. <laughs> Uh, I'm cool. watching it today while I'm cleaning my apartment. I'm just watching it through. <laughs> Anywho, Steve, what have you been doing? Uh, I have had a fairly weird week. Um, Too many days off playing around? Uh, no. I, oh, okay. I had a, a funeral uh, earlier in the week. Oh, um, God. No, yeah. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> drag his fucking down with you. Yeah. Uh, go it? But it was... It, although it was a funeral, which is obviously very sad and everything, it was it was really good catching up with some of the people that I've uh, I've not seen and spoken to in a long time. Kind of made me realise that actually, I've uh, I've spent the last like couple of years kind of chasing this dream for so long that I've not really got to spend time um, hanging out with the people that that I know and love. Um, and uh, and yeah, the whole thing kind of reminded me that actually it's kind of important to to see and spend time with some people. Um, so although it was a sad event, it was it was good. Um, it, it was good to kind of like have that lesson kind of reminded sort of thing. Um, on the plus side, though, I've also uh, been speaking to some uh, companies about some fun things that might be coming up in the future um, and uh, work and work. The last couple of days have for the last few days have been really difficult because it's been muggy as fuck over here and literally as soon as you move you start sweating <laughs> um so, so being in the forge and trying to do stuff is is not been good because my brain just doesn't work in weather like this um but then saturday i had uh brothers make come over for a class and it was supposed to be uh those two and two other guys um uh coming to do some blacksmithing but we kind of 
me and Al were talking about numbers and things got a little bit confused and basically we cancelled the other two guys by mistake. Uh, so Brothers Make ended up with a private class. Oh, um, nice. And, uh, and yeah, it was great fun. Those, it, it was really, really nice to get some spe- to get to spend some time with those guys. Um, like I've, I've hung out with them a little bit at shows and events and even the barbecue that they did um, a little while back. But getting to spend some proper one-on time, one-on-one time with them was was really nice because, you know, despite what everyone says about them, they are actually quite nice guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, I managed to uh, within the first like ten minutes of them turning up, managed to slice my thumb open and smack smack myself right on the end of the nose with a bit of kindling and like gave myself a bloody nose. Um, <laughs> so uh, so that was fun. And then, much like Al, I've spent today surrounded by computer bits, trying to get things working again, and cursing um, Windows and Google and everyone that's ever been involved with any kind of streaming ever. Um, but we're here now, and it's all good. Hey, all here, so yay! Uh, but yeah, so um, basically, I, I kind of hinted at it earlier on. Um, just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the idea of chasing things, whether that's uh, chasing subscriber numbers, whether it's chasing uh, likes or chasing money or sponsors or just chasing a, a dream or chasing whatever and kind of getting fixated and focused on that that one thing. Because um, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like it's, it's really good in, in some ways to, to have a focus and to to go after it but i think there's you almost have to set yourself like an end date on it um because i think otherwise you get so caught up in in chasing certain things that you forget about everything else and and if you get those blinkers on and just like like i have been for the last uh, couple of years just chasing you know getting to the point where actually i'm i'm blacksmithing full time and you know i'm i now do this for a living rather than working in it and it it definitely needed me to to put those blinkers on and focus on it. And now I'm out the other side. I kind of need to to stop and kick back a little bit and remember that there are other things than just blacksmithing. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, I just wondered if you guys had like any experience with uh, chasing stuff and things like that. Brett? Well, I raised my hand, but really I want to throw this at Paul because most <laughs> of us, no pressure. Well, just to set it up, uh, most of us, if we didn't attend, it was WorkbenchCon, right? Where you gave the chat with Zach? Yeah. Okay. So at that event, and I heard after the fact from a few different people, um, most of the attendees that watched you guys give your talk were really engaged by it, but it was very, uh, oh, this is going to be punny, against the grain for what the... <laughs> event is usually centered centered around so can you give us kind of a parsed down version of what the entire talk was because i think it was really important but i i don't think it was as apparent to anybody else that wasn't attending yeah yeah i, I mean honestly i'm i'm excited that people enjoyed it as much as they did i didn't think it would have that much of an impact because like you said it's it's very counter to kind of the whole meaning behind workbench con and the reason that there is that conference like it's it's kind of built up as a, a place to network and talk with sponsors and, you know, learn how to get more subscribers, get more money and all that stuff. And our talk was like by design, very purposeful anti 
workbench con, which was kind of funny that <laughs> <laughs> it was a talk of workbench con, but I feel like it's something that needed to be said. And so did Zach. Yeah. Like Zach was kind of the guy that, that uh, headed it off and started talking with me about it. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I, I feel the same way. Like, I, I don't know if I explicitly realized it at first, but once we started talking, I was like, yeah, like there was something about the first workbench con that made me feel uncomfortable and I wasn't sure what it was. And then we realized that it, it almost had a feeling of like a, uh, get rich quick scheme sort of thing yeah. where there's a lot of preaching and stuff, but not a lot of substance. And we just wanted to, you know, kind of pretty bluntly point that out. And, and, um, I think it's something other people thought about too. Cause after our talk, there's people that came up to us and they're like, thank you for, for talking about this. Cause <laughs> you know, it makes people very anxious. And, and if you're just looking at all the numbers, like that's yeah. kind of by default, what a lot of people do. And that's what, all the preaching tells you to do, you know, to optimize everything and, you know, following the formula, like the, the title of the talk was F the formula, <laughs> which somehow we got through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I'd have called it fuck the formula. <laughs> <laughs> we tried. <laughs> we did what we could. We did what we could, but it was, it was amazing. It was standing room only. We did talks yeah. both days. Um, and the fact that it had such good, um, you know, such good showing and, and reception at a, a talk that was, or at, a, at an event that's about optimizing and making money and, and optimizing your business was a bit reassuring, I guess, for, yeah. for both of us. Because I think that's one of the things that, um, that this kind of maker community, as it were, is it's in this weird, weird kind of stage of its life, um, as it were, that where... Yeah, a lot of people uh, join the community very early on, and and they they're at the point now where you know they're making a living doing it, and and it's it's great, it's fantastic to see, and there's there's lots of people coming up through that um, that are kind of chasing that goal that they're like, I really want to make money through um, through YouTube and through making stuff and and being a content creator and and doing all those fun things. And I, I think it's not it's not just exclusive to the maker community, but I think that kind of that attitude of going in and say and going in saying right right i'm going to be a a content creator i'm going to make things for a living and i'm going to make money out of doing that by following this formula and doing x y and z i feel like that's um it, it's kind of at odds with the the kind of essence of of being a maker because like being a maker is about doing what you want to do because you want to do it and doing it in your own way and being able to to you know to to make a, a skateboard out of pallet wood because you want to, or, you know, being able to spend a, a week restoring an old forge because you want to, not because you think it's going to make good content or it's going to do whatever. It's because you want to do those things. Um, and it's, it's like that, uh, the cake knife video I did, like I did that purely as a, as a joke and kind of a tongue in cheek kind of poke at the, the, Damascus uh, or the blacksmithing like obsession with Damascus that was around at the time and uh and it ended up being my most popular video and I was like that that's not what I was trying to do at all and uh yeah I, I kind of feel like it's it's really nice to see that uh people that are kind of in your position Paul like higher up in the uh community are, are, are able to do that they're able to say well no fuck the formula fuck doing things because 
that's how they've been done or that's how it should be done or whatever. Do what, what makes you happy and what's, what feels right. Mm-hmm. I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head there, Steve. It was about like, it's choosing what you chase. Mm. So yeah, there's, there's, there's the numbers and there's the, you know, even the audience. So, you know, it would have been a lot easier, Steve, for you to make that cake knife video out of something else and chase the trends, you know, we've, yeah. we can't, without sort of bashing, you know, we've talked about river tables and epoxy this and, you know, yeah. that it, it would be very easy to do something on trend. It would not be very easy to make however many hundreds of shot glasses you made out of palette. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the sort of torture and pain that, that... It's not a good business move, I'll tell you. That. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and so then you're, so you're chasing like, um, whether it's like your own goals or things you've set yourself or satisfaction or just challenges, you know, I'd, I'd much yeah. rather be, I'd much rather chase a challenge than chase um, a number or a trend or, yeah. you know, a viral video, for instance, like I'd, I'd much rather me internally sand a hundred fucking dominoes and write people's names on them. Yeah. Till I've got no fingertips left <laughs> a thousand dominoes, <laughs> you know, and then regardless of who watches it. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it, it's something like stupid in the name that I've set myself. Like I, I often have like weird, you'd probably call it OCD. Like, you know, you've got to go in and flick a switch on a light. You know, people yeah. have a condition like that. Mine will be something stupid. Like I've got to run to a certain place and then come back and then I can continue. You know, it's just these stupid <laughs> challenges that you set yourself. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter to anyone. You're not doing it for anyone else's sake than yourself. And I, I don't, I don't mean it in a selfish way. I just mean it that they're, they're the valuable things to chase for me. Yeah. Like nobody knows why the dog is chasing the car. Or what he's going to do when he gets it. I know? wouldn't know what to do if I got it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but th- he wants to do it. And there's, there's, there's merit in that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, that's, that's how we evolve, right? Is by challenging ourselves and trying stuff that hasn't been done before. And if, yeah. if we're just following the trends, we're just doing something that's already been done. Yeah. And like, you see, like, the, the river table obviously is, is a big trend right now, still for some reason. And that, that's hanging on. Um, there, there was like a little while where, uh, like wireless charging inside of furniture was hot. Like one <laughs> yeah. guy did it Literally. and he got a couple million views and then just out of nowhere, just randomly, you see, you know, like a month later, three or four or five videos from other channels come out with the same yeah. thumbnail. And like, you can tell <laughs> yeah. that they were planning everything out just to hit the view numbers. Yeah. And they weren't really adding anything to it, which is a yeah. little frustrating to see. Cause that's like, we're not going to evolve and get new ideas and, um, you know, come up with with new mm-hmm. concepts from that. exactly. If, if you're chasing if you're chasing success, then yes. you, you're not going to get it by following what somebody else has told you to do or following mm-hmm. what's already there. Like, you, you, I mean, you could you could survive and you could float and you could ride along in that on that wave, but yeah. that to me, that to me is not sex. Yeah, that that's not success to me. You know, success is like the Maker Monster, just doing yeah. something yeah. totally stupid mm-hmm. and totally original and totally unique and hard work, but. You know, he's he's chasing something very different to everyone else. Yeah, yeah, and it's amazing to watch too. Oh, yeah, sorry, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I love uh, this idea of of not of trying to find goals to to chase that are outside of the typical space that we play in, in terms of social media and YouTube specifically, where the the whole switching over to the maker thing full time or as hobbyist goes, anybody that's like a weekend warrior, the reason you do that stuff is because you enjoy it and it's fulfilling and it makes up for whatever time you're not 
able to do that stuff, right? Whether it's I have to work another job to pay for this thing, yeah, or pay for my hobby, or you know, I can't I can't afford to buy a super nice piece of furniture. So why don't I learn how to make one out of plywood? Whatever your reason is, none none of that starts as like like buying your first drill doesn't make you immediately go right i'm going to start a youtube channel i'm going to show people how to use this drill like, <laughs> yeah. that's not how it's going to work you're going to buy it so that you can make a thing and then hopefully it's fulfilling if you do want to start and you film it then that's really just the step at whatever the the future success that first video that hump that everybody gets over of like how do you get started or how do you get your first video out will do something that you want to do that you're going to be passionate and enjoy and then just video it and put it online you're you're not going to be successful and you shouldn't be chasing a million views like uh <laughs> chris cash was clearly chasing all those views out of that dragon twist that he did i mean he talked to me about it for months that he was setting up to do this long video they shot a one shot on a cell phone and edited it in in like 10 minutes and put it online and and look at that like you can never really you can never really look at these things as like a one-to-one distinction of if I make this video, I will then be successful. Or if I yeah. do this Instagram post, then I will instantly get sponsorships or, or <laughs> followers or something for it. It, it makes yeah. me, it's not frustrating, but I hear it. I hear it in the I, space that, plenty yeah, of times. There's a lot of it going on. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think for me, I, I really like what you said, Paul, about like, this is how we evolve. Mm-hmm. This is how we've always done it. Like, my idea of chasing is very much like the hunter-gatherer mentality. So chase that little thing and survive on that and then chase the next thing and survive on that and you'll never go hungry. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not this one big, like we talked in the past about like your Eleanor, what's your Eleanor? Like people that have that, are, you know, I want to be a billionaire or I want to be, you know, I want to own 10 stores around the world or something. Like it, yeah. having that one dream I think is like, it's it's not healthy just chasing one thing i like i very much like the sort of squirrel oh squirrel like and then i can go and chase that thing and then it can change and it can change and it can change because it's it's much it's much better for your um your like diversity and your healthiness and your well-being to 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 have these 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 different goals all the time yeah i mean i I completely get where you're you're coming from with that, but like for me, for example, two years ago, my goal was I want to not work in an office anymore. Yeah. That that was what I was chasing, and and that was a big one, and and that that meant that actually, you know, for for two years, that was everything that I focused on was. But but that doesn't mean that I couldn't then have other smaller goals. Like in, it's that whole thing of like when you're planning a road trip, if you're driving from you know scotland to the south of italy or something like that like (laughs) like you're not you're not just going to go right what's the quickest route i'm just going to drive the entire time and get there like you're going to go all right that's the end destination what's going to a what's going to help me get there but also what can i do along the way that's going to make it more enjoyable that's going to make it fun like if if you just get in the car and drive for like the fucking 50 something hours it's going to take to get there it's it's going to be boring it's going to be horrible you're going to crash and you're going to burn out sort of thing it's you know you you need to have those little pit stops and those those um those small achievable goals to be able to 
um, to enjoy the journey. Because um, I think that's that's one of the things as well. Is like it, a lot of people um, spend so much time like chasing a single goal or a single achievement that they kind of forget that actually the journey's part of the fun. <laughs> like uh, uh, otherwise, you're just slogging it out until the day you die, and that that's it. Like you you know, you need to you need to be able to enjoy that um, that journey. I mean, I'm always I'm always trying to convince people that you don't want a viral video. <laughs> and as soon as I say that, people stop listening. But it's it's true. Like you were saying, you it's like incremental change. Like you yeah. don't want to just run 100 miles an hour and then you get tired out so quick. Like it's incremental. So, you know, Brett's, Brett's a really good example of this. Building a very dedicated audience a little bit slower is much better than just building a huge audience in one video and then they don't pay attention to you after a couple months. Yeah. Like you, you just have a very dedicated audience that you built up from like quality content that you make that actually has value, not like a perceived value, but real value that's more than just a clickable thumbnail, and you know people will stick around more. Yeah, yeah. No, it just I... made me all warm and <laughs> <laughs> it's like the goofy grin that came on your face. <laughs> oh, stuff like that is super meaningful because yeah, like, take it out of the the immediacy of of you saying that, but. Uh, yeah, you didn't. I, you didn't pay me enough to say that. But, uh, <laughs> we'll tell it after the show. I super appreciate things like that, and with all of this, it it goes along with the topic. And I know I've said it before, but a, a thank you or answering somebody's question or like the spreading of the good vibes in the comments sections and everything like that are what is so much more fulfilling to me. Like it's nice to put a video out. I feel like it's an achievement every time I do it, but somebody, uh, a young woman who has never, she's new to my channel. She immediately asked a question of what the little laser pointer thing I was pointing at the uh, pan. And she asked the question and then had like five follow-up questions. So she emailed me directly to the site, through (laughs) my site and asked all of her questions. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I don't want to bother you. I know you got other stuff doing. This might get buried in your emails. Um, and I answered her back. It didn't take me long. All of her questions were very easy and she was very anxious to get the answers for all of these. And I sent her screenshots back. She was asking what the triangle was, which is like a welding magnet triangle, what the thermometer was and why I needed to preheat the cast iron because I didn't really go into a lot of detail about it. Um, and the email reply I got back from her of like, I can't believe you took the time to do this. Thank you so much. And all of these really, really nice things of like, I'm new. I can't wait to watch all your other videos. This is so enjoyable. That could be something I'll chase forever. Yeah. And, and hearing a, a thank you or sharing those ideas, like being able to watch uh, Paul, every time I see a photo get posted on Instagram where you've done some kind of Photoshopping to your hands or like the size of your face, that's what keeps that constant engagement of like, you're not trying to show me like, I can look at the skateboard that you made, but I'm laughing hysterically at how you take your, you don't take yourself too seriously. This is all meant for fun. Like, look at this cool thing I did. But also if you take the time to understand what you did, it's adding that little bit of extra flair that keeps it, keeps an audience around or keeps the interest around, you know, I I think that's super important to not take yourself seriously. Cause like, that's kind of, an old school woodworking mentality, I think that I'm trying to push away from where 
you know, it's about like getting the perfect dovetail and like, there's a certain grind you have to have on your chisel to be able to turn on the lathe or, you know, just very kind of stuck up woodworking stuff that just pushes people away. Yeah. And what we want is the opposite of that, you know, be a little silly and have some fun. Yeah. Um, something I always, I always recommend to people. I try to watch it like once a month is this comedian called Sam Simmons. And he had did this Ted talk that's just called like, you know, being silly or something like that. And it's just the weirdest, wackiest thing. But by the time you watch like the 15 minute video, you just feel so good afterwards. And you're just like, you know, he's got a, a really good head on his on his shoulders, just the way that yeah. he thinks about stuff. And it's very inspiring, even though it's just it really means nothing. Um, but just being lighthearted and, and not taking things too seriously all the time, I think, is a, a good way to go about it. Yeah, no, I I 100 percent agree with that. I was having a conversation with um with someone last week about that exact thing about um like the difference between um someone that has that puts out very good content they make they they put very good builds out and someone that puts personality out as well like um bobby duke is a great example of someone that puts out fantastic builds but also puts so much of his personality into it mm-hmm. and i think that's one of the things that you can't uh they, like with your whole fuck the formula thing, like you can't, um, you can't fake that. You can't fake a personality. You can't be, oh, I'm going to be really wacky in this video because that's what I think, you know, is going to get me the views, sort of thing. Like it's either that's part of your personality or it's not. Like, and and I think it's it has to be something that you're comfortable with yourself as well. Like if you try and put um fake personality into it then then that really shows and so if yeah if you're not wacky and fun and random and ridiculous then then don't put that in put your own personality in and you will find people that that want to see that i think if you're um if you're trying to create something that's that's not true to who you are then then that's going to reflect in the way people engage with you and and like um like Brett said, like for me personally, like one of the best things about involvement in this community is, is that engagement. Like that's, that's what makes the difference to me. Like it's that whole thing of, you know, if, if a video has 10,000 views, but no comments, then I'm, I'm going to be disappointed. Whereas if a video has a hundred views and a hundred comments, I'm going to be ecstatic because it's (laughs) that, that, that engagement and that, that kind of feedback um so yeah. steve's lonely people please please comment on his video. <laughs> jazz can only make so many fake youtube accounts <laughs> the um the, the idea then of 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 doing those things steve and, and putting your personality across and and chasing the things that you think matter versus what you know the bigger audience might deem to to matter yeah does that make it quite a lonely thing you know is, is chasing something by its very nature like a uh you know you're there might be there might be ten greyhounds chasing a rabbit, but each greyhound is only doing one thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's not like a group. On. It's not. You, you can't really chase things together. I guess unless unless there's some sort of weird Evan and Caitlin scenario where you're both doing a very similar thing and you're both kind of on on the same path and on the same track. But it sounds like it's a quite a, a personal thing. I mean, yeah, I, I guess in a way it is. Like it's, but then. I, Again, I think that comes down to to how how tight you set your blinkers. Yeah, you know, if mm. if you're so willing, is it about, is it about blinkers, focus? blinders, yes, blinkers. Yeah. 
Okay. Blinkers are uh, indicators. <laughs> I swear we're talking the same language. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, yeah, so so because it's funny you say that, Steve. Because at the start of this, I wrote down focus as yeah. opposed to chase. Yeah, as if it's like, what am I focused on today? What what you know? What's my energy going into? Yeah, because um, you know, chasing can sound like quite erratic or quite like like Paul, like you say, like if you're running 100 miles an hour, you know, it sounds like you're using a lot of energy chasing something. But yeah. focus is, I guess, it's the same thing, but it's much more kind of like you know precision or like i'm I'm really i'm in the zone or this is what i want to do i'm only concentrating on this one thing like i don't yeah. want to be distracted you know i'm just chasing the rabbit it's like so maybe that maybe those blinkers blinders do help <laughs> but it's hard because I, personally i get distracted by fucking everything <laughs> so i <laughs> yes you do <laughs> so it's it's hard for me to chase things yeah yeah it's a, it's a tough balance because you want to explore you know, other, other things that come up during a build or something. Yeah. You, if something comes up, it's like, Oh, that's like a cool color or design or something. You kind of want to go follow that, but you do have to finish your project at the same time. <laughs> so it's, it's probably easier said than done to keep the, the blinkers on your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I think but, this, this all comes back to what we've talked about plenty of times uh, in prior episodes, but it's time. A lot of it's time, you know, the, the speed and the fury that you guys are talking about with just chasing one thing and being very, very dedicated to this one path, or even if it's just a singular build, there are yeah. those other things you want to explore, but really that requires just more of your time. And that's, that's what a lot of people aren't able to commit to a situation like this, or if you're trying to get into the YouTube space or struggling to create your own brand or your own channel and, and get quote unquote successful through it, time has to be dedicated to the projects and uh, you know like we were saying earlier you could go and try and follow some trend or you could try and kind of copy an idea even if it's inspirational to you copying the idea and hoping for the views that maybe that super popular video get isn't always the case and you got to dedicate this time to building you got to dedicate the time to editing and hoping for those successes I, I have to take this back because I just heard this quote, but uh, no amount of money ever bought an extra second of time. Yeah. That was beautifully said by Tony Stark <laughs> in the <laughs> Avengers Endgame movie. But I, I actually really, really like that quote. He's talking to his yeah. dad and they're both rich businessmen and they're talking about looking after the kid. You know, because yeah. Tony's got a kid and whatever the whole time travel thing. Spoilers. But uh, in that moment, I kind of took it out of out of the movie context and went, wow, I've never really been able to put it in those exact words. But that constant struggle for just I need a little bit more time or I want to work on 15 projects, but I, I only have three hours to myself to work on these things. If you can get away from the idea of the project or the views or the the output of the content and focus more on just what you're doing with your time. Like you can't buy more time. Yeah. You can make all the money in the world on YouTube, but it doesn't necessarily get you more time to do. Like Steve was saying at the beginning of the episode, the really important, meaningful things. Yeah. If you're focused on making the connections along with your content or your social media stuff, to me, that's 10 times more important than whatever the fuck I output project wise in the video. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's one of those things though, where you know it, everyone's going to have their own different thing that they're chasing, and 
And I think like like to to kind of link the two together, I think Brett, what you said about time um is hugely important. And Al, what you said about focus, like it because you can you can chase something, but you cannot be focused on it. Like the, the perfect example for that that I can think of is Murphy chasing a squirrel. Like he uh sorry, Paul, Murphy's my dog. And uh like <laughs> he's our he, friend. <laughs> like, he will run around at 400 miles an hour and uh and he was chasing a, a squirrel the other day squirrel goes up one tree because he was because murphy was so excited and so focused on the chase rather uh, or so like chasing him rather than focusing on what the squirrel was actually doing murphy went and literally was barking up the wrong tree and and i think if you there's a difference between chasing and focusing and i think it's it's more important that you, if you, if you are chasing that end goal, that you, you realize what steps you need to take to get there and you focus on those steps in order. Because like, like Al said, like chasing is a really erratic thing. And uh, yes, I know I, I say squirrel weird. And, uh, <laughs> and um, I'm such a dick. But that, that's the thing is, is like it, it's chasing is, is an erratic thing that, you know, it wastes a lot of energy and where you can you can still chase something but be focused on those individual steps and individual goals and and i think it this isn't just about um uh within the the, the content creator the maker space or anything like that like i think this applies to to life as well like i was I, i've spent years where i've been chasing things and focused solely on on certain things and that's been to the detriment of of the rest of the other things going on in my life. Um, and I think like going back to what Brett said, you, you need to be able to allocate time to that. You need to be able to time box things and say, right for the next day and a half, I'm really going to focus on this or actually this project is going to be a long ongoing project. I'm going to dedicate the next month to this and I'm going to focus hundred percent on this. But then at the end of it, actually, you know what? I'm going to give myself a break. I'm going to, I'm going to take a, a couple of days off and and focus on me and you know going and seeing my friends or or doing whatever else and focus on that for a bit um and i think it's important to kind of remember that as you're going through rather than just always focusing on that that one end goal well that yeah that, that was something i wanted to bring up like I, I don't know if it's the human condition or if it's just us particularly as sort of like creative people and and makers for want of a better word but it just sounds like we're always behind yeah. like the very nature of chasing something sounds like we're always trying to catch up yeah and whether that's catching up with ourselves or catching up with something that we want to do or you know this ever moving fucking goalpost that is you know our generation's <laughs> closure do you know what i mean it's not like yeah oh and then i finally got hired and at the end and i've had my job <laughs> for the rest of my life and i had a family and i had kids and that was it you know happily ever after like it sounds like this isn't there isn't a happy ever after for us it sounds like we're constantly fucking chasing things yeah and sometimes it's our tales sometimes it's you know dreams and unachievable things but i just get the feeling that we're always behind yeah and i don't think that's a negative thing i think that makes us hungry and it makes us um more driven if everything you know if you've got nothing to chase you just stop don't you yeah yeah i I think it's that's a very uh valid point because like if i look at the the project list i've got for things that i want to do i've got 
so many things on there and and sometimes actually you know what i just want to focus on the build i just want to make the thing and i don't want to that's have to mine for today yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, but that's the thing is like sometimes i just want to focus on the build i don't want to worry about content and and stuff like that yeah. so i'll do that but then there's there's other things like there's a few projects that i've got that i'm determined to 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 make a video of not because i think they're going to be particularly successful videos or anything like that but just because they're they're things that i want to document and they're things that i know i'm going to get good engagement especially with uh within the fools with tools group um and it, it and so that, that's the thing is that that's kind of my focus is like actually that that particular build is going to be really good for engagement within or with the people that i like to engage with so i'm kind of focusing on that and making that a priority to to film and and put a video out for and the projects where yeah you know i i'm making um uh, an axe at the moment and it's like actually i know that this axe if i if i look at the formula and like actually i could make this be a really good youtube video it, you know have the potential to be really successful if i do this that and the other but i don't want to film it i want to just make the thing so like i'm not i'm not chasing the 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 content side of it i'm just chasing getting the thing done and finished so that i can move on to the next thing the what end. are paul's what are paul's <laughs> what is, what would you consider the thing that you're chasing paul if you had to put a, a name on what's a what's a big goal or, or something that you're kind of chasing after right now getting number one on reddit i've already done that <laughs> yeah check yeah <laughs> Uh, I'm going to be a billionaire. <laughs> a, a pallet killed my father, so I'm trying to kill all the pallets in the world <laughs> get back my vengeance against pallets. <laughs> I don't know. I, I honestly don't try to plan too far ahead because um, I find that that just, I don't know, it's, it's counterproductive. Um, like people ask for like, what's your plan? Five year, 10 year plan. And it's like, I I don't know what I'm doing a month from now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, I like spend way too much money on plane tickets. Cause I always wait until the last minute and book them just in case something comes up and I want to change my plans. Um, so, you know, maybe I have plans through the end of the year. I, I don't, I don't know what I'm chasing. I mean, uniqueness, um, something new. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the end goal is. Honestly, well, that's even better. Yeah, <laughs> to be chasing yeah. to be chasing something that you don't even know what it is, I think, is even more aspirational and more romantic. Yeah, I mean, just continuously pushing the boundaries as as much as you can and see where that goes, and you know, just being adaptable, um, I think, is is a good quality to you know not have your mind set on something specific that you're pushing towards, but you know, kind of a, a flexible boundary, I guess, that you can kind of adapt as as things come and change and. Uh, you know, get in your way and you can kind of move around them. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like Think, that. Here, here's a quote for you, Brett. You Go for it. Go for it. I'm going to write it down. Things work out best for the people who make the best out of the way things work out. <laughs> yeah, yes. Wordplay is always a good good way yeah. to go. Who's Who said such a thing? That was in my high school graduation speech. <laughs> it was Mr. I, Motivator. That wasn't originally <laughs> that wasn't originally me. I don't know who said it. <laughs> so credit doesn't go to me. There you go. It goes to eighteen year old Paul Jackson. Ah, 
It was probably from from like a '90s rollerblading movie or something. <laughs> probably. <laughs> it was from like Rocket Power. There you go. Oh, it was like it was from uh, what's the Arnie film, Pumping Iron, and he was just literally oh, talking yeah. about working out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. No, it's it's a good attitude to have though, because I think I think what we what the majority of us consider the thing that we're chasing, or whatever that light at the end of the the success tunnel uh is it's a very vague or very um uh, oh man what's the word i'm looking for not amorphous but you know there's no clarity to it it doesn't yeah. have borders or outlines or anything to define it it's to each their own is a very cliche way of putting it but i think at the end of the day we all we all want to be able to find personal success and yeah. and make our own happiness um it doesn't really matter if if you're making which you are making wonderful things out of pallet wood or forging steel or spending a weekend dealing with your hack bench owl so that you can make it better that's going to be so fulfilling and it's only going to feed more videos in the future and we're all going to enjoy watching whatever the hell you're doing to it but i haven't talked to a a single person that I've really gotten along with and that I've really considered a, a friend that I've made through the makerspace, not a single one of those people has had the conversation of like, well, here's what you need to do to be successful or here's why I'm successful. Every single conversation that I've ever started with anybody that is quote unquote successful by YouTube standards is never about YouTube. Like I want to know the person. I want to know what makes them happy. The fact that they make the YouTube videos or have some success on social media is very much besides the point because it's only more fulfilling to meet somebody that is successful. That's yeah. a decent goddamn human that I would actually have coffee with. Yeah. Like Paul, I, I just sat with you in Cleveland. and was just like, Hey, we're going <laughs> to eat a sandwich together at this table. You're delightful. And all yeah. we talked about was either your wife or your life or whatever the hell is going on. Yeah, just figuring things out, figuring yeah. out like yeah. what what my next move was, what your me- next move was, and because I think that, that's one of the things that like I like I I love the way that you put that, Brett. Because the only people I've ever known that have tried to tell other people how to be successful are people that are only successful at telling people how to be successful <laughs> yeah life like, coaches no they're not they're not yeah. good at life they're good at being life coaches <laughs> yeah exactly it, it, it's that whole thing of like the like that's what i love about the ted talks and things like that is the fact that the vast majority uh of people that talk about that or that are successful in their own fields they they don't necessarily talk about <laughs> they don't necessarily talk about uh <laughs> such a twat um <laughs> They don't necessarily talk about being um, like they, they, they don't give a, a like this is how you will be successful in in life in whatever. They'll say this is what I did. This is why it worked for me. You have to find your own way of finding that success. And like the, these are some lessons that I learned that I'm happy to share with. But that's not going to work for everyone. Mm. And and that's what I like. And that's that's what I kind of liked about the. Although I didn't actually get to see it, but the the concept of the the fuck the formula um, talk. Sorry, Al, that was for you. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Um, the it, something's just struck me as well. Like if 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 lightning, it, 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 uh, <laughs> there's been it's been quite stormy. Um, it really has the 
the the concept of chasing something by its very nature is, implies that it's moving as well. Yeah. So whatever this goal is that we're trying to head towards, it's it's always changing. It's always adapting. And I think it could also benefit the thing as well that we're chasing is benefiting from us chasing it. So if we're trying to, if if you know, if Brett's trying to redefine kind of how YouTube channels are made and what the audience is and and you know like as, as paul says it's it's about engaging with the followers instead of just viral videos you yeah. know your the, the 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 benchmark is changing the goals are changing yeah. because you're chasing them so they're being affected by the very nature of us actually following them mm-hmm. so it's not some you know trophy on top of a hill you don't chase that you yeah. just you 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 aim for that but chasing yeah. it you know it's it, it's it, it feels like it's a, it's an ever changing thing um, and I, that that makes it way more interesting because yeah. the actual the actual goal and the target is 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 playing the game just as much as you are. Maybe that's why Paul is is finding his own success. He makes a lot of stuff with wheels on it, like his shoes, <laughs> and his skateboard, so he's able to move faster. Everything than the rest moves. Of us. Yeah, uh, I have to make more moving things. That's right. I'm a, I'm a quick big man. <laughs> the wooden, the Healy wooden shoes was was just. I feel like that was you. You want to say what's you in a nutshell? It's not the skateboards. It's you taking photos of just like scooting across the screen and the wheelies that you made. That was like so I, much fun. I always had this this this. Um... It wasn't really a nightmare because it wasn't scary, but it, this this dream about Everest, and I'm climbing Everest and I get to the top, and the top just keeps moving away, yeah, and kind of like fractals over on itself, kind of like um, Inception, a bit like Inception. Well, I was going to say Inception, but more like Doctor Strange, ah. yeah, a little bit, a little bit more tasteful. Um, <laughs> but it was it a dream or not? <laughs> God, um, it was, and it wasn't a metaphor for like not being able to reach my goals. It was this this idea that the thing I'm chasing is 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 loves the chase. Yeah, chase me, chase me. You know, and 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 it terrified me, but also excited me at the same time because yeah. if I got to the top of Everest, that would be it. It's like there isn't anywhere higher to go, and that was the bit that I found terrifying. I was like, well, I can't, I can't, I, I need to keep going, and I need to just keep climbing to space. And in the in the dream, like the top of Everest, like goes out of the atmosphere into space, yeah. and I'm like sort of suffocating and dying and, and because I'm out of the atmosphere. Um, and it's, it, I, I love it because it, it, it means that there isn't an end to Everest. Yeah. It's, it's the whole like measuring a table thing. Like you get to the end of the table, it's the end. But if you decrease the increments of, of the measurements, the table goes on forever. So I just love yeah. this idea of, of this journey never ending and just keep on going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that's, that's one of the things. It's like if, if you, if you just say that you're chasing happiness, if you put it like in yeah. those kind of vague terms, but that's the thing is what, what makes you happy today? Yeah. As soon as you achieve that, you're always going to be like, all right, okay, well, what's, what's yeah. the next thing? You know, if, if I'm you're not happy anymore, cause I've achieved yeah, it. <laughs> exactly. Like that, that, that's the thing is if you, if you, you know, if you're living on the streets and what would make you happy is to just spend one night in a nice warm house in a nice warm bed, then, then that's great. But when, you know, when you're then living in a bed set, and and you're in that nice warm bed you're thinking oh, what would make me really happy is to just spend one night in my own house or in the and you know that that it, it's always evolving that that's the beauty of, of of who we are as a species is is our wants and desires are always changing because we always want more because deep down we're always really greedy like we're it's never not a bed set. 
It's a flat. <laughs> oh, you're such a... You had the perfect opportunity to, to segue into spiffing then, Stephen. You, you, you resisted. And it's because I was too busy laughing. Well, the thing is, I, I, I didn't know if you guys wanted to riff any more on this or whether you were happy to, to go into spiffing. Brett, have you got a, have you got a, a, a chasey? Uh, anything in particular or any sort of genre of Well, based on what Steve just said and the, the evolution and the fact that you had a really good analogy with the object still moving, whatever that, whatever that success or whatever the thing we're chasing being a moving object, um, this, this idea of taking the steps towards whatever my next situation is or whatever my next life move is, um, you know, I'm, I'm probably not going to be, I'm not going to consider myself necessarily successful just because I can maybe venture out on my own and, and have my own shop space and everything like that, that, that in my mind does not equal success or happiness. Um, I am the type of person that really likes working and like the repetitive nature of of things to get to whatever the goal is going to be achieved. But that goal is really just this week. And then next week you got to do it again. Like making ice picks. I've made thousands of ice picks at this point. Don't tell anybody that (laughs) I make some of them. Um, (laughs) But I've made, I've made, I think thousands. If I had to, if I had to think back on all the orders that have been fulfilled, and every single time they come up, you know, we have the same kind of joke where Jim's just like, yeah, well, I know you're not going to be super happy the next few days. And it's like, it's not a question of whether or not I'm happy or upset by having to do this. This is just the task that gets me to the other thing. Yeah. This is a task that has to be done so that we can keep the lights on and I'll work on a video, you know, at night or whatever. The idea of taking that away and maybe not having to do it anymore. Well, that time just gets filled with my own stuff that I have to produce to keep the lights on. Right. Yeah. So whatever this, whatever this big next step is or series of steps that maybe gets me into more of like a more lifelong or longer lasting sense of happiness or success is based so much on what has come out of the, the really diving deep on the, the channel and the, the idea and the vibe behind what I'm trying to put out there, which is like, I'm a huge grumpy 80 year old man in my mid thirties <laughs> body. And I've spent enough of my life watching other people get successful that I may not necessarily agree with their morals or values. And I think they're maybe like spreading the wrong ideas. Cause again, like the quote earlier, it's like, we only have a little bit of time. Like, I don't, I don't give a shit how much stuff you have or how much money you have. My time is the most important thing that I have. And we never have enough of it, or at least in my mind, I have, I never have enough time with the people that I want or in the places that I want to exist in, because there's a constant battle between finances and time, but I can't buy time. So how do I, how do I give myself more time to become happier with, with the time that I'm not working? And if I can make that time while I'm working uh, positive and, and like really enjoying what I'm doing, that's the success at the end of the day. If the other people pick up on that, that you can be happy in what you do 
and who you spend your time with as limited as it may be on both those. Um, I'll do that all day long till the end of my days is just fight the good fight, support other good people, try and spread the good vibes. I'll continue <laughs> being a grumpy asshole because that's what the captain does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. All right. Well, what about you? What are you, what, what's the thing that you chase? I like, I like Brett's idea of these little like nibbles that keep you going. Yeah, but then that made me think of a game called Race the Sun. I don't know if you ever played it. Yeah, it was beautiful and it was really simple-minded. And basically, you're 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 heading towards the horizon in a spaceship, and the sun's setting, and you just got to keep flying. And if yeah. the sun sets, you die. So the whole idea of the game is that you you know you dodge the obstacles and you just keep going. And the game is like um, self-generating. So in theory, the game could go on infinitely forever. Yeah. Um, and I, I used to enjoy playing it in it because it was um, really beautiful and the soundtrack was amazing and it was very much like kind of Wipeout, you know, really old school game. Um, but then I just stopped one day and I just thought it was just this horrific fucking metaphor for life of just like, <laughs> just constantly just like following this inane thing until you're dead. And you yeah. just, you just, you just constantly like just, just surviving, just getting enough sunlight, just so you can make it through the next day and the next day and the next day. And I couldn't play the game anymore because it just upset me so much that that was like, this is so depressing. That this <laughs> is, like this is just this metaphor. It's um, a little too close to home. It was far yeah. too close to home. So, so from then on, it was like, it wasn't like a pivotal turning point in my head. But then I realized that actually, for me, it's not about goals. It's not about chasing something. It's about um, turning right. Like I don't care if the sun sets. I don't care if I'm going to die. I want to find out what's on, what, what what happens when I turn right instead of going forward. Yeah, and it's finding those little things. It's going to places I've never been. It's like eating something I've never eaten, trying a tool I've never used before. Like that is that for me is the chase. It's this it's this like multi pronged thing. Um, yeah, because I I, I I really struggle focusing on one thing. So I have I have a challenge when I try to chase one thing. And it's mainly because I've got a lot of things going on in my life, but like, yeah, it's hard for me to chase one thing and be de- and be like dedicated to it and be committed to the chase. So I could never be the the fucking um, analytics guy, yeah. you know, the, the the chase the numbers guy, because I'd suddenly find out that actually no, I want to do something totally different, or I want to engage with people in a different way, or you know, oh, I found out that actually this is a much more fulfilling way to do it. Yeah. regardless of the numbers or whatever you know so it, it i personally i don't have I, I i struggle chasing things so would would you say because from what you were saying just then it sounds like you're you're constantly chasing new experiences yeah i suppose if you put it that way but they don't it doesn't have to be like it doesn't always have to be something new it can be the same yeah. thing but just like with a different spin or a different person or a different yeah. um outcome yeah. you know i love i love the sort of the idea that every time you do something it's a different outcome yeah, you know, so the, so the thousand ice picks sounds like hell to me, <laughs> <laughs> unless you know somebody with a with a really smart idea decides to put throw a twist in there, yeah, and make an even nicer ice pick. Ooh, <laughs> that's smug look. Because <laughs> uh... I've been there and I can do that, and I, and I uh, the, there's something comforting about repetition and and kind of um, process. You know, like a lot of catering is is that you know through and through. Yeah, um, but I guess I don't know. I guess your goals are different then. Yeah, I mean, that... 
uh, yeah, sorry. I, I was just going to say, like, it, I quite like the fact that um, that you and Paul have kind of, in a way, in a way, mirrored each other's uh, answers. Because um, uh, when when we spoke to Paul just now, he was saying like the fact that he, you know, he was chasing being unique and chasing that mm. uniqueness. Um, and I think it sounds like you're kind of if you if you want to be a like stand a little bit further away from it and squint at it, you're kind of chasing the same thing, but you're chasing it in, in terms of those experiences that you have and, and chasing those um those new yeah. uh unique experiences. I mean I used I used to say and it was it was partly to be dramatic when I was talking to like students and things and talking to interns and trying to sort of promote creativity. I used to say like it's a wasted day if I've not learned something new. Yeah. And it can be as small as you want or as insignificant as you want, you know, like, oh, I didn't know if you pressed that button and did that. But for me, that's, you know, that, that is just, that is what fulfills a day is that my, my knowledge is, is great. I'm a better person than I was this morning. Yeah. Not like emotionally better or, you know, like, I don't mean I'm, I'm, I'm a better human being. I just mean like uh, there's, there's the value of my soul is, is increased since, since the morning. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I quite like that. And I think that's kind of that kind of leads into Brett's thing of of wanting to um like knowing that actually, okay, yeah, that's that's what I need to do to keep the lights on. But at the moment, this is still you know, it's still an acceptable thing to be doing. I'm not doing it all the time every day, so this is still cool. Um and and kind of knowing that actually, yeah, eventually, yeah, I want that to move on and I want to change it, but it's it's okay to just keep doing the same thing for a little while. Um, which, yeah, I, I just I, I find it an interesting kind of point of view. Um, it's everyone's everyone's different. Yeah, everyone's yeah, different. definitely. Like, all the one thing I fucking know about this world is that everybody's different. And everybody's goals are different, and everybody what people want out of situations is different. You know, I, I, I'm so sort of like amazed by conversations I have with people, and they're kind of like because I don't see things the same way as them, they they, they can't understand it. Yeah, like what what do you mean? Or like, oh, why don't you want this? So I want this. So why don't you want this? Like, well, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not everybody wants. At least the same not thing. for me, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I um, I I agree with that. Um. Does Paul have anything to add? I know we kind of hit him, yeah. hit him, blindsided him earlier, but now that now that we're kind of just venting all this shit, <laughs> anything come to mind? Yeah, I mean, I guess kind of bouncing off what Alex said, I I think it's okay to not know what you're chasing, not know mm. what you want. Yeah, like living in a in a world today where everything's so black and white, like there's a gray area that's okay to acknowledge, and I think um, just keeping that in mind is is always you know as as long as it's always present, it's. Uh, it's a good thing for you. What 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 if it's a thong? What if it's something that I don't even know? You know, like that that's that for me is the ultimate like obtain unobtainium is the thing that you don't even know <laughs> what it is. And I love that. I love that in five years' time the world's gonna be different. And in ten years' time we you know, we're gonna be somewhere else. In fifty years' time we could be on a different planet. Like I love that. I love yeah. that I don't know what I'm chasing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I- and- I don't know if this is too presumptuous, but to to kind of wrap things up a little bit and kind of bundle it up, I I think it's important to say like careful who you take advice from, <laughs> uh, you know, like life coaches and those types of people. But like 
don't listen to me. I can say that. <laughs> you know, I can speak for myself. Don't listen to me. And like a, a lot of the successful YouTubers, same thing. Don't listen to them because the most successful YouTubers have gotten there by accident. Like that wasn't the plan. This wasn't yeah. my plan. I wasn't yeah. going to be a full-time woodworking YouTuber slash Instagram model, but that's, that's <laughs> what I'm doing now. And, I don't know, with legs and, and those long socks. Oh, with those socks. Oh, man. It wasn't a choice that I could make. It, it just had to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, it's, this wasn't my plan. So there's no way that I can go and then give people advice for how to get here. Like I got lucky. That's a big part of it. That's 75% of it, 80% of it. And the rest is like just ridiculous hard work. Um, but it's it's important to not forget how much outside things impact what you're doing and yeah. um, how stuff doesn't necessarily go as planned. And, and a lot of it is just out of luck and just kind of how how things land and, and taking advantage of how things work out, like I was saying before. Um, yeah. And that that was like, you know, going back to the WorkbenchCon talk, that was a big part of it. It was kind of making fun of the whole WorkbenchCon talk where they're, you're literally put up on a pedestal to talk yeah. to people and there's a crowd of people sitting there literally taking notes <laughs> and they have bullet points and you follow these bullet points, you'll be successful. You'll gain an audience. Yeah. You'll be a full-time maker. If you just follow these 10 steps to be what you want to be. And there's, there's no way anybody can tell you that, including me. And that was yeah. kind of what, what it summed up to be. Like we started the talk off as just like going just crazy far to the one side and saying, do what you love. Um, you know, don't listen to the rules, whatever makes you happy, do that. Don't worry about making money. And then, you know, by the end of the talk, we kind of worked back into the middle a little bit more. And it's like, you know, you have to have food to live and have a house and that type of stuff. So you have to, you know, make uh, some, some, you know, uh, uh, changes to kind of, you know, steer, be reasonable, I guess. Yeah. Um, but also like, just, I don't know. <laughs> but no, but it's 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 just the same thing every time. Like you know, there'll be a guy with a little pan sat in a stream, and he's saying, "All you need is a pan, and you just need to sit in this stream, and yeah. fucking money will just fly out." Yeah, yeah, you know. And yeah, it, there's there's this the, the with the internet. It's like all you need to do is just set up a fucking website. You don't even have to do anything, and you'll be a millionaire. <laughs> right. There, there was this uh, screen capture that we put in our presentation of Bo Burnham. He's a, a comedian that came up on YouTube. And just completely by accident, it was like posting videos for his brother. These just musical <laughs> comedy videos and evolved from there. And um, I'm trying to remember what he said. He basically said what I just said is like, don't take advice from people like me who just got very lucky. That's like um, a Taylor Swift telling you to follow your dreams or a lottery lottery winner to tell tell you to like liquidize your assets and go buy Powerball tickets because that's, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. how you make money. <laughs> yeah. No, I. Uh... I think that's fucking fantastic advice. And uh, and that is why I think you are spiffing. Al, have you got an order? Yeah, BAPS. BAPS. <laughs> BAPS! <laughs> Good work. I like it. Uh, which means, Brett, you are going first. I get to go first. So, I have been watching a series of videos, but it was just a random suggestion from from the tubes. Um, I'm now subscribed to the British Museum YouTube channel. 
Oh, nice. I don't know yeah. if you guys have watched yeah. this, okay. yeah. but holy shit. <laughs> if you have any interest in uh, jewelry making and artifacts and uh, excavations of all of these old, beautiful, beautiful things that were made way back when, that some of, you know, lasted hundreds, if not thousands of years, um, and they have these curators. It's the curator corner is what I've been yeah. fascinated with. They have a specialist talk about something. And there's a young woman who's just fascinated by swords and blades. And she just talks about the construction of them or how they're unique. Uh, one of the most recent ones I was looking at is she was comparing the wear patterns on the pommels of the swords and how you could tell if the person was right or left-handed. Yeah, and just like putting all of this beautiful story behind it, um, the Sutton Who sword that she does. There's a specific video on there about the Sutton Who. If you know anything about the Sutton Who burial ship thing, yes. that was a really interesting one. Um, but the the video that stuck out to me the most uh, that I've watched so far was a young woman talking about uh, torques. It, it's like a necklace. It's like a twisted wire necklace or neck piece. It's called yeah. a torque. Um, she actually wanted to get into the smithing and the construction of these things so she could learn the process of how these things were made. And I guess the classes that she was taking, they were doing it from uh, from stock that was not the size and shape and all of these things. So they actually had to like hand draw out wire and then do a braided wire and then do these twists and then do this thing. And she had a beautiful line, uh, that was something along the lines of learning how to make this thing with new tools that are technically easier to make this stuff has only made me appreciate my job more looking at the beautiful work that people did back then. So yeah, goes back to the kind of like, heritage stuff we always talk about or why why paul you would use reclaimed pallet wood instead of stuff you could just buy and save yourself a ton of time there is an appreciation and i think your audience and and you know if you're selling the stuff maybe the people will appreciate the amount of work that goes into it because there's something a lot more visceral about being handcrafted and handmade for, to that degree so go watch the british museum channel it is just great yeah and there's I, tons of awesome information beautiful artifacts yeah so much cool stuff on it uh i know a little while ago i spiffed uh Irvin finkel the curator not the schnauzer <laughs> yes <laughs> and uh yeah he's one of the guys that uh features in a lot of the british museum videos as well uh but that being said uh also the the vna victoria albert museum has a youtube channel that's really worth checking out as well but um yeah 100 percent agree with that brett and i have some really cool news about the sutton who to tell you too when we're off air because i can't tell everyone else about it but it's fucking awesome uh al what about you um i'm gonna spiff a tv show because i can um uh talking about chasing um it's about a few guys chasing down superheroes and it's fucking Ooh. awesome. And it's called The Boys. And it's on Amazon Prime. Um, oh, and if, yes. Yeah. And if you ever you're trying to chase down the fastest man in the world, um, you'll see what this show is about. But it's really good. It's a really good um, antidote to kind of uh, superhero 
overload and too much Marvel, too much Disney, too much DC. Yeah, it's really refreshing. It's really brutal. It's really dark, um, and it's hilarious. So if you've got Prime, check out the boys on Prime. It's really good. Good shout. Yeah, the uh, I've seen the trailer for that a lot recently, and it looks superb. So and Kyle Logan be... is fantastic. Yeah, oh, fucking, I love Kyle. Uh, Baps, which means Paul, you are next. Yes, sir. Let's uh, let's talk about Wobi Design for a little bit. <laughs> my my little Asian buddy from LA. <laughs> we had we had a little skateboard battle when I built the pallet with skateboards. He's a he's a YouTuber, Instagram skateboard artist. I don't know what to call the guy, <laughs> but he he made a, another skateboard out of recycled skateboards. So taking old broken skateboards and slicing them up, making veneers out of those, and then yeah. gluing that into a skateboard. Um, so we, he he had made one before and it broke, yeah. uh, just because of the way the, the veneers are. They're not very structurally sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he did it again with some solid veneers in the inside, and we had a little battle back and forth while I was building the pallet boards. And we had Instagram stories just going back and forth and making fun of each other. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. He's a, he's a cool guy. Yeah, and he's he's a riot. So I'd, <laughs> I'd say go check him out and uh, give him some love from me. Because nice. I I think I won the battle, but he, he thinks <laughs> otherwise. So I like seeing it from the uh, as Chris Cash calls it social media. It's called social media. It's where you socialize. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I like oh, seeing Chris. stuff like that where you know you guys are both working on a build, kind of having a bit of fun with it. You know. And, yeah. And ragging on each other, but at the same time, it's it's like having a good vibe through what you're doing, and and having a nice little uh, collaboration without a direct collaboration or challenge. Right. It was like you were both working on your own thing, but keeping the fun alive. And everybody that watches you guys is just going to be there to like watch the fun ensue. So it was yeah. it was nice to see. I feel like that doesn't happen as often as it should. Yeah, it was a lot of fun too, and there's a lot of bouncing back and forth of both of our audiences and both of our followers. And it wasn't really 100 percent planned out. Like he saw that I was making the skateboard, and he's like, "You know, I've been planning on making another one. Maybe you should do it at the same time." And I was like, "Do it. I'll I'll make fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd take any opportunity to do that." There you go. That's so fantastic. Awesome. Uh, good shout, Steve. Your turn. Yes, uh, I am going to go with uh, a member of the Fools of Tools crew. Um, Andrew Morgan or Andrew Mog Morgan, um, he uh, he has a video that will be out imminently, apparently. Um, but he's uh, he recently finished up uh, like a mosaic piece that was all over Instagram for it was a um, uh, like a festival sign thing that he made. Um, but yeah, he was he was quite uh, new to the kind of maker community when he joined the Fools with Tools group. And uh, and he's just become a like a really nice part of the community. Like every time I see a post from him, I always know it's gonna uh, it's either gonna make me smile or hit me right in the feels. Um, yeah, he's just a, a really nice guy that definitely deserves to to have a little bit more love. So, uh, so yeah, Andrew Mog Morgan on Instagram and hopefully soon to be on YouTube as well. Woo-hoo. Uh, yeah uh any other business anything from anyone else paul anything coming up any where you're gonna be that people can come rub your beard (laughs) uh the makers camp in upstate new york hey i'll be there 
When so, is yeah. that again? So, October. The week after your class, I think. Ooh, Labor Day weekend? Columbus Day weekend? What's, One of those what? holidays that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what's that in, like, normal things? Uh, October 11th to 14th. Oh, so that's the weekend before. Ah, ooh. Uh, ooh. ooh. Uh, <laughs> Paul, Paul just stroked his beard. Uh, you know uh, to... <laughs> okay, I should I should shout out the Ask Cast podcast while I got the opportunity. Oh shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Have a podcast it. that I think exists now. We've we've been struggling. <laughs> we recorded like four episodes, and we thought that they were getting published, and they weren't. Um, but I think they're out in the world now, so you should be able to find it. Ask Cast podcast. You got to say it slowly. I, I was going to say, yeah, that's. You don't want to say that after a few and, and who, for for those that don't know, who are the two other blokes that join you? Yeah, so it's me, Zach Herberholz from ZH Fabrications, and John Graziano from Graz Makes. And it's not necessarily a maker podcast. It's just, I don't know. We, it's an advice hotline. So you can call <laughs> 818-ASK-CAST and ask for advice on any subject that you want, can be making or non-making. And we kind of take it from there. Like, the last episode, I'm trying to remember what we talked about. Let's. I'll read the title of the uh, the most recent episode if I can find it. Potlucks in trousers and Robocop shoots decks. There, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the oh second episode was experiencing my anus and hobby horse racing. Because <laughs> so. I can remember when you guys uh, first announced that this was coming out, and I was really excited about it, and then uh, searched for it on my podcast app, which is what I'm doing right now. Ditto. Uh, and it wasn't there, so I'm just waiting for waiting for it to load. It's taking too long, but hopefully it's there now. Um, it's, yeah, it's I, funny because I made this like ridiculous uh, logo thumbnail, whatever you want to call it, and it was like one of those like spam chat things that you you see yeah. in advertisements, and it says like, "Oh, Jennifer is typing local singles <laughs> near you," and I like edited it so it says local makers near you, and it says Jennifer is making dot dot dot. <laughs> And there's like an ad on there for Ted's word woodworking. So it looks super spammy. And oh, we, we figured that's why they rejected the podcast and it didn't yeah. go through. So I updated uh, it and I literally just searched on iTunes while we were talking and it's up there with the old logo on it, <laughs> which is hilarious. Brilliant. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Uh, I think that is it then. No, it's not. No? Have you got more? Yeah. If you, if you can get oh. your ass to Hanover uh, yeah. this weekend, uh, it's uh, Make a Fair Hanover. So I will be there. There will be several other of us idiots there as well. Uh, some of us making the trip over from the United Kingdom. Um, but yeah, if you can get down to Hanover and say hello. I know Jenny, uh, Luca's going to be there with the uh, Maker Truck. So it's going to be good. Kale's going to be there Check as well. Out. Kale's going to be got, there. He got a beard trim just for Hanover Makeover. He fair. did. He's he did, yeah. Uh, cool. In which case, is that it? Have you got anything else? Oh, no, I'll no, do. Okay. Sorry, Brett was just waving. <laughs> um, uh, Paul, uh, everyone can find you on social media at JackmanWorks, correct? Yep, that should do it. Cool. And if you want to find the rest of us, we're in all the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. There we go. Uh, if you want to get hold of us as a group, you can find us at fwtpodcast.com. Uh, on Instagram, you can check out the lovely, lovely thumbnails uh, at FWT Podcast. And, of course, there is the Fools of Tools Facebook group, which is the best group there is. 
Yeah, Paul. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, Paul. <laughs> I, just, I just clicked join. There we go. <laughs> Uh, cool. I don't, I don't even know what I'm missing out on. <laughs> it's the best. Oh, Paul Jackman asked to join Fools and yeah. Fools. Just <laughs> showed up on my phone. All right, make it a uh, big, folks. Decline. Make sure it's, uh, that I'm not. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, right, Answer uh, the questions, or you don't get in. Hold on, Paul. I'm just going to go ahead and accept you right now. <laughs> I'm answering the questions. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Well, it's a yes or no question. I answered maybe. <laughs> Whilst we do some uh, Facebook admin, we'll see you later, guys. We love you all, and we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye. Paul, say bye in a high-pitched voice. Bye. Bye.